Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Counting Crows. Last week we discussed the band's psychedelic and colorful third album, This Desert Life. And this week we're going to talk about their sunshine pop fourth album, Hard Candy. Here we go. Okay, so last week we talked about Counting Crows' third album, their psychedelic masterpiece, This Desert Life. Now we're going to talk about a much different record from that and anything else in their uh, album collection. Uh, Their fourth album, Hard Candy. This came out in July of 2002. First time, not a fall album. This is a summer album. it sounds like a summer album. Oh, it sure does. Um, So this album was produced by Steve Lillywhite, another different producer, another album, another producer. Uh, This guy is pretty famous. I mean, he produced for Psychedelic Furs, Peter Gabriel, U2, XTC, Talking Heads, Morrissey, Rolling Stones. I mean, this guy is everywhere. In this era, though, he was much more well-known for Dave Matthews Band. And I think it shows. I mean, they clearly were going for a much different sound here, a much poppier sound. This is their pop record. I mean... Absolutely. But you know what? That's not always a bad thing. I love this album. I think this is this grew on me tremendously. I always considered this a good album, but I was like, this is them shooting for the big time. And at times they do, but there are so many great pop melodies on this album. I almost can't believe it exists. There's a string of songs in like the yeah. first half that I'm just like, how the fuck did he write all these great songs? So this is a little backstory on the album. Adam was at a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, I think. Maybe it was when Paul got inducted. Paul McCartney? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Paul McCartney. He had My uh, buddy Paul. He had a conversation with Paul uh, at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and he walked away from that thinking about how amazing of a writer Paul McCartney was, coming up with these perfect melodies that stick with you for like 50 years, now 50 years, then 40 years. And he wanted to write those kinds of melodies. He wanted to make an album that of makes melodies. Sense. Yeah. And I think he wanted to sort of force himself to write in that way. If they're just like, you know, how you said, uh, for um, VH1 storytellers, if there wasn't a song that they could you know, rework, they weren't going to add it. If there wasn't a melody that was going to stick in your head you know, the next day, want it. he trashed it. So that's kind of what he decided. So yeah, you can say they were trying to go for the pop album. I think it was just like it he, came wanted, at the same time. he wanted to write this type of album they wanted to create this type of album and it just so happened to be the poppiest one to date but it still maintains their counting crow sound and what i love about it is that while it removes or rather just doesn't have the sort of atmospheric and psychedelic aspects of this desert life it does maintain a lot of the colorful orchestrations which so for some of these pop songs you don't agree? So interesting compared the to strings compared to on the this last... album are fucking gorgeous. Oh, so gorgeous. Is that what you mean by orchestrations? Well, I'm, I mean, there's a lot of different touches of color and and different instrumentation. You're talking about interweaving. Yes, a which less compared that, to the last two albums, I think it actually listen. It's just I don't think it's as intricate. Yeah, but that being said, I still think. It's a good album. I still think it's way too long. I think there are a handful... It's not even a handful of clunkers. This one was hard for me to rank because there were not enough killer songs to me. Interesting. There were a lot of like good songs, cool new sound, but yeah. And I still think there's too many. I think it's... 
It's 13. it's 13 songs, and then Big Yellow Taxi was tacked on at the end as a bonus track, which became a big hit for them. Right. But technically, we're not going to include it as in part of the album rankings here. Yeah. His voice, aside from just the melodies, his voice is much more refined on this album. It's much more fluid, not as cracky, achy. Whiny. You have, what, if- and, and he, you know, he did that on purpose. He really wanted this to be its own thing. And I, already, look at all four of these albums. They're completely so different. different. And yet, they still can write songs. And I'm still... It sounds like you're not as high on this album as I am. I'm just... I'm not so happy, as, but... I'm so happy this album exists because it does. it's another color that they can do so oh, well. I'm happy all of their albums exist. I really am because I still think that all of them are different periods of their life. And it's, it's the album that they wanted to make, so I can't really give them shit for that. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say at times... This drifts into overproduction. Mm-hmm. I do love the way it sounds because it's so crisp, it's so poppy. But there are a couple moments that I'll talk about later where I'm just like, that did not need to be layered that way. That did not need to be so grand. But overall, I love listening to this album. It's a really fun album to listen to. So it's a different feel. You know, this desert life is a much more insular, psychedelic, sort of in my own head feeling, sort of embryonic. And mm-hmm. this is just like, summer jam you know driving down the highway with my windows down blasting these songs so it's a very different sound and unsurprisingly to me at least the critics were hailing it as their best work since august and everything after obviously because i mean they're much shorter radio friendly hits i also think like you said his sort of angsty emotive vocal presence can turn people off yeah and this strips all that away right he barely has those vocal noodlings at all it's just the melody and yet still they were able to create songs that kept their sound some of them still with like a songwriting flair his songwriting he's just so good all right so let's go into our top five for their fourth album hard candy adam why don't you start us off so i told you it was hard for me to find I don't even know if I said a fifth or if it was hard for me to rank in general. It was hard for me to find a fifth. I had four that I wanted to put on my list, but the rest of them were all huh. swimming in the same sea of, I like this song for sure. It's a Counting Crow song. I love parts of it, but I just don't know what to put there. Mm. So I settled on, and I still don't know if I agree with this. My number five pick is Up All Night, Frankie Miller Goes to Hollywood. Good pick. My number five is Carriage. What the fuck? Uh-oh. My number four is If I Could Give All My Love or Richard Manuel is Dead. My number four is Butterfly in Reverse. Nice. My number three is Black and Blue. Wow. My number three is Hard Candy. Oh. Art lists have not crossed paths yet. My number two is Butterfly in Reverse. My number two is Good Time. I should have known that that was going to be high on your list. My number one is Carriage. My number one is Good Night LA. What? What? What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? (laughs) What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? That song could... (sighs) That's my favorite song on the record. What are you talking about? I adore... Good night, LA. I don't think I've ever say, said this before. I don't like your list. 
<laughs> I think that was wrong. <laughs> I am uncertain about my ranking of Butterfly in Reverse, Black and Blue. If I could give, if I could give, I can't. I'm I'm just speechless because <laughs> I'm looking at these songs and I'm like, did you put Black and Blue on yours? Isn't that crazy? I had to leave off Black Carriage and Blue. Carriage was five. Yeah. What? What? <laughs> Good night, LA. I like Good night, LA. That song could have been left off the album for me. What are you smoking? That song encapsulates so much that I love. Oh my God. Wow. This is going to be interesting. We have completely different lists. The only thing we agreed on is putting Butterfly in reverse on here. No, and Carriage. Oh, and Carriage. I'm sorry. Um, Black and Blue definitely could have made it, and Up All Night could have made it for me. What the fuck? I knew you. I, I know you have problems with Richard Manuel is dead. Yeah, and actually, American Girls could have made my list too. American Girls because, could have, but again, there were a bunch of these songs yeah. that were just all fighting, quote unquote. Oh man, let's let's talk about some of these songs. Oh my god, let's start with your number five, the penultimate song on the album, "Up All Night." as i said before this and a bunch of others american girls good time i don't know even new frontier so like they were all they could have been number five because they were really those top four those were the ones that were cemented for me for sure but this one i think it's the i think the production the percussion and how jammy that post-chorus is, especially at the end, was just like, this is such a special moment for Counting Crows. Yeah, that part, that bridge or what have you, exploded in my brain. Yeah. Like, and this this was a huge grower for me. I used to not like this song. I used to yeah. thought it was kind of a lame pop song at, it the, is... end of the, <laughs> at the end of the <laughs> album. But that part is just amazing. Yeah, it really is. It's rollicking, and I love how open it is, if that makes sense. Everyone, you can just feel the fun going on in the room. It's like hanging around, but not as... You're absolutely right. There's a video, maybe you showed it to me, maybe I watched it myself, where they were on stage singing yeah. this song, and like the enti- like they brought the audience on stage I think it with was them, a or... bunch of their openers. Oh, maybe they all the, kind of the came on. Yeah, this is th- that number, for but, sure. Oh, man, it is such a fun, fun fun song and yeah the, that percussion the congas i read that those were by ethan johns who's a producer that i guess they worked with on this album a little bit but I don't know also which songs, he's known but... for working with ryan adams uh, and also i know him from producing laura marling oh, which is crazy what albums um if you remember I, I think it's a creature i don't know and i wish i was an eagle oh cool yeah. I didn't know that. And we're Josh said Ryan Adams like that because one of the songs that we're discussing is exactly. Um, anyway, going through the song just briefly, I love the initial. I don't actually love it when the whole band's in, but I love the softer. Let them slip away. With that guitar, it's just really nice. And then. <laughs> 
<laughs> it just feels really nice. But it, that the main chorus is for sure very poppy. I've been up all night. I might sleep all Even day. Even lyrically, it's like, okay. Yeah. This is one of his weaker lyrical moments. But again... But it's, I, it just feels massive. I mean, it feels it jubilant and... I, th- I actually think it's the perfect spot for it. I think having it be the the penultimate song right before Holiday in Spain works perfectly. Yes. I thought the sequencing was I good. agree, because then Holiday in Spain is much more just like Come somber. Down. It's almost like, yeah, it's almost like we haven't even talked about Saturday Nights and Sunday Mornings yet, their next album, but a very similar sort of like, this song is the kind of raucous you know, up all night, just, you know, sinning, quote unquote. I don't know. If that, <laughs> yes. And then uh, debauchery and then holiday in Spain is kind the of the Sunday aftermath mm-hmm. of, you know, a crazy party. Um, I love the third verse, the last soft verse with the fix your hair just right. Bam, and there's all these acoustic guitar things. Put your jeans on tight. Uh, there's this vocal moment where he doesn't unleash as much on this album, but in this one, it's into the greater gray. I love love that part. It's such a great build. And then just the post-chorus jam that we were talking about at the end, it just keeps going, which on this album, you don't get a lot of, and even, I guess they don't really jam like Rocky jam, poppy jam on this desert life as much, but in uh, recovering the satellites, they've got those jams at the end that just keep going longer and longer. Right, right. This is one that's just like it never ends, but I love it because it's so much fun. I understand that everyone goes disappearing into the greater gray that covers over every day and hovers in the distance. He has a knack for writing these very lengthy sentences that paints such a great picture. I just need to go back. I didn't say this before in August and everything after, but in Rain King, he says, lay me down in a field of flame and heather, render up my body into the burning heart of God and the belly of a black-winged bird. What? Oh, so good. It's like and, a run-on, but a beautiful but run-on. he has those, yeah. and so many, especially their most recent album. But yeah, good song. Again, <laughs> could have... Probably could have been another song in this spot, but I chose this one yeah, for like, that post-chorus. Yeah, like Good Night LA. But. All right, next, let's talk about your number four pick, If I Could Give All My Love. My love you. I could justify myself, but I'm just not coming through. You're appealed to ease the pain of all stupid things I do. I'm an anchor on the I've always known that you haven't understood my love for this song. Yeah. Has, yes. Has this grown on you at all? Absolutely. It this has. is a great song. Oh, good. This is a great <laughs> song. Do you want me to tell you what keeps it? The here's the problem with this song. Okay. okay. This song is so colorful, so beautiful. The guitars and the keys, everything is bright and beautiful. In my mind, this rips off two, not one, but two different REO Speedwagon songs. I only know one, I think. I'm gonna keep on loving you. And then also, I can't fight this feeling anymore. What part? 
I've forgotten what I've gotten fighting for. It's like they took two of the biggest REO Speedwagon choruses and, justify and put it together to make this chorus. And that, I just can't unhear it. All I hear are those... I think that's that's your brain's problem because I don't think those are alike enough at all for it to be like, wow, this is a ripoff of if those. If I could give all my love, I'm gonna keep on loving you. Very different. <laughs> Very different. I disagree with this, <laughs> but I respect but, what but you're saying. But that's why. This is a great song. This is a killer song, but in my brain, I just can't get it out of my head that these are recycled melodies. Okay. This song just gets me i just get this song there is something about it again i told you i don't know when i really started getting into counting crows but i do remember it's actually funny i was just talking about up all night i remember leaving the goodspeed opera house after seeing some play with our family and maybe these were the only two songs i had on my ipod from this album seems very random but I just remember being like, whoa, my eyes were just like opened (laughs) to it. There's something about this song that as produced as this album is, it still just feels like them as a band, as this sort of Southern flair country band. It's very reminiscent of- They sound like a 60s or 70s rock band They sound like the band. They sound like the Allman Brothers. The band. The bird. Yeah, exactly. Um, Just a great feel throughout the whole thing and so many good melodies. I mean, this- album is an album of melodies but the guitar riff is fantastic that's the thing mainly that sounds like all those other bands i think but richard manuel is dead and just the entire core i mean you just sang it but i mean i'm sure you the audience just heard it in our sound clip (laughs) so i don't need to necessarily sing the chorus but i love it it hits the perfect notes it feels so good What I love about these verses is that the chords, even though the song itself is structured in just like a 4-4 kind of, it's not like you're missing a bar. Mm. It all is like eight bars or 16 bars, but the chords go in threes. So it goes, boom, got a message in my boom, boom, Richard Manuel. And then it's back to boom, the daylights. And then it goes back up, boom, been wandering through the boom, now I'm standing. It's very cool how they do Mm. that. It's not very, I don't know. I like the way it's structured. The drum fills are fantastic all over this song and all over this album. I love Ben's drumming on this album. I think he kills it. You don't agree? No, I just, I don't think it's ever stood out to me as like, wow, this is incredible. Oh man, there are so many fills that I think just sound so tight. I mean, we'll get to my hard candy later, but he's killing it on oh, that song. Don't, I mean, that's, yeah. yes, that is his shining moment for sure. Um, great solo on this song oh, too. Yeah. So good. So it, it keeps creeping up. And then it goes back down and creeps up very quickly. I love the, I've been moving town to town with Dan's harmony. And they changed the chord for a second. And the to you in that last chorus, there's these nice little Charlie things. They're just a band. There's no, it's produced well, but it's not overproduced. They're just playing a great song. And the line, you're a pill to ease the pain of all the stupid things I do. I'm an anchor on the line of a clock that tells the time that is running out on you. Another one of those long Yeah, sentences. and just so well said. What a great imagery, I think. I love this song. 
Okay, now let's talk about the song we just referenced, my number three, the opening and title track, Hard Candy. In a letter, and I hide it from the world. All the regrets you can't forget are somehow pressed upon a picture in the face of such an ordinary girl. This song immediately introduces this album as a super produced, poppy, colorful rock album. The R.E.M. guitar is in full force here. What, the riff? Yeah. Again, I think it's that guitar sound that I'm talking about. It's just like a little twang. Jangly. Jangle. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's a 12 string, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. Um there's sort of these piano triplets everywhere that I love. Yes, I love the... Something, to me, a lot of the reasons I put certain songs on my list is for the effortlessness of the melody. And to me, this verse is gorgeous. I don't know why it's not connecting with you. I don't know. I find this to be a pleasant song. Hmm. It's a good song. I will not say it's not a good song. I just... There were... It was actually hard for me to pick out specific yeah. melodies that were like, wow. So there isn't any sweetness in dreaming. The chorus is really fine to me. Of all the parts of the song, the chorus does not hit me that well. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. That's part I just sang. I love that melody and the guitar work surrounding it. I do like that. Super REM. Again, not just in the sound, but also the way they play with guitars and their melodies. Everything is just so lush and lovely and bright and exuberant. It is lovely. And I think for some people that would turn them off. To me, it's just a perfect opener to, unlike this desert life, hanging around sounds nothing like it this sounds this encapsulates the sound and it's a perfect opener and i love that it it just brings you into the sound i love the breakdown the outro outro of this so good listen to these drums After you listen to these drums, <laughs> go listen to the Live at Heineken. I don't actually know what it's called. What is it? New Live, Amsterdam. Live at New Amsterdam? No, it's called New Amsterdam Live at Heineken Hall. Okay, thank you. Go listen to that <laughs> the version of Hard Candy on that because, spoiler alert, Ben Mize leaves after this album, or in the middle of the tour for this album, and Jim Bogus ends up joining the band and he's currently drumming with them, but he also rips it yeah. on the live version of the song. But anyway, back to Ben and the recorded version of the song. <laughs> it's so good. And the bass also, this is just such an amazing climax of this song. It is. It, it, in some ways, it's better than the rest of the song. I think it that you is. feel that way. I think his melody, go ask her to come around and see me late after dark it's great i love it so see if epic. there's a spark i love the way he sings that i love as the band spark. is just they rock they, they fucking rock on and this song like it's all descending chromatically it's really nice it's uh 
It's a great opener. I love the lyric, on certain Sundays in November when the weather bothers me, I empty drawers of other summers where my shadows used to be. Mm-hmm. That is a great lyric. He's always got good opening oh lyrics to his albums. <laughs> Seriously. I empty drawers of summers. I, I love that. Like, mm-hmm. like words, he puts verbs on nouns that usually don't get them. Yes. And I think he's just a wonderful lyricist. Yes, he yeah, is. I love it. Truly. I love that song. Okay, next let's talk about Adam's number three pick and what fought for my number five, Black and Blue. I know. This was not on your list. This has always been one of my favorites on this album. I think one of our collective favorites. And I love, it's actually a bonus track on yeah. the New Amsterdam. I love that version. I don't know. I think, again, I'm say this again, when I'm making these top five, these I hate my lists, but I'm trying to just do the ones that I want to listen to right now. For sure. And, and if there are ones a that possibility have become... that I overplayed this song. Yeah. I think that, and Carriage, that's why it was so low. Mm. Those two had always been my favorite songs on Hard Candy. Carriage and Black and Blue. Those were like, because Hard Candy, I was upset that it was so poppy. And so I gravitated toward the slower, right, the usual Adam, emotional exactly. songs that he sings. But I started falling in love with the pop more was as that, I listened. Were a lot of these choices that you made on your list sort of recent discoveries or recent... Uh, Goodnight LA yeah. and Hard Candy yeah. were recent. I've always loved good time yeah i know that um okay well black and blue it's an amazing depressing ballad that still works really well on this album because it still has a more clean cut it's verse chorus verse and it's yeah standard time and the melody is very it's not it's not his usual rambly melodies well that's we haven't even really said it uh as specifically as this but whereas most of his other songs on the last uh, few albums have, again, he didn't write the lyrics first. It wasn't exactly based off that, but it still had this feeling like every verse was kind of different, different melodies. It was all winding and whatnot. A lot of these songs on this album do stick more to a structure when it comes uh, to like verse to verse, chorus to chorus. Right. Uh, so this doesn't really... Um, also, Change. the, the more I listen is... to this song recently, this first of all, this song is gorgeous. This song is gorgeous. stunning. However, this, unlike Miller's Angels, I don't find as much band excited. Like, I don't get excited as much about what the band is doing on this song. I agree. Song. The best part in terms of the band, I'm going to skip all the way sure. to the end. The very outro of this song where there's and then like and Charlie's got this nice note that I I agree with you except the very end of this song is I think very tastefully done but the song as a whole shatter in the blink of an eye great melody I freaking love playing this song on piano and singing it it is such a beautiful song so well done there's a change from c major that they that he plays at one point 
to see minor during that melody that I just sang that works so perfectly. It's so well written. Leona Ness, Nace, I don't actually know how to pronounce her name, is the background singer on this. And she, she had just signed to the record label. So okay. I think, I don't know if this is the record label being like, oh, throw her on the album, or if he befriended her, much like he did Maria or right. someone else. But I think it's just a nice, especially because he's talking about a girl, it's nice to have sort of a female voice there. I like the sound of his voice in a duet with a female voice. Me too. I really and do. It, doesn't, it happens. It doesn't happen a whole Sullivan lot. Sullivan Street? It's just still, it could, it could have happened. No, uh, American Girls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could say Big Yellow Taxi, but we'll get yeah, to that song. Not frequent. Um, my favorite melody and my favorite vocal performance on this song is... I'm sorry, everyone. I'm tired of feeling nothing goodbye. Best. Oof. Love it. I, I, I love that. And just the, you've been waiting a long time with Dan on the harmony. It's such a great vocal when, performance. When the Hammond comes in. Oof. Yes. And nice it sort of raises. It. And that last, you've been waiting a long, long time. Yes. The little drum roll. Yeah. The verse, the chorus beat feels so good. The yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a simple song, and I think it's you're having song. trouble talking as much about it as we have other songs, and that's okay. It's a fantastic song, but I think that's one of the reasons why I left it on my list. Number one, because I overplayed it, I think, because this has yeah. always been one of my favorites. And then just, like I said, even though this entire album is poppy, some of the other songs still have more interesting orchestrations and structures than this one to me but still gorgeous ballad Fair this enough. is like the miller's angels of yeah, this record true there usually is some sort of piano driven song colorblind raining in baltimore i guess you'd call this oh no because we got holiday in spain unless you could say it has two but true lyrically on this song pale under the blistering sky white and red black and blue you know you're talking about sunburn this is the lyric i was talking about i just like that imagery a lot and i like how he he uses colors a lot in his lyrics give me a blue rain give me a black sky give me your green eyes that's in have you seen me lately Mm -hmm. all over the discography he he talks about colors and i think it's really nice even if he's not saying any you know crazy color or describing things in good night la the sky is a beautiful blue and gray exactly so so much of that uh, cut your hands, cut yourself until you bleed, but visceral. fall asleep next to me. It is. You don't usually hear him. Be that literal? Yeah. I mean, he does from time to time, you know, in, in round here, he's like up on the building thinking right. of jumping, jumping. You don't usually hear these very sort of self-inflicting, yeah. woundy kind of lyrics. But when he does it, I feel like it's really powerful. But that the fall asleep next to me is so nice, even though I think I read that the song is very much about like being addicted to these very fragile women. Mm. So even if it sounds nice, maybe it's a little Ugh. self-deprecating in yeah. that in that way. But And then just the, yeah, the tell yourself, we'll read a note that says, I'm sorry, everyone, I'm tired of feeling nothing. Goodbye. Same, same <laughs> exact thing. It's just a very dark song, but very pretty at the same time. Yeah. So next, we're going to go to one of the few songs that we agreed on for our top five in this album. Uh, my number four pick in Adam's number two, Butterfly in Reverse. Did you ever see me? Me, absolutely. Me, but all you but still me. Oh, Marianne, you're better than the world. It took a lot of time getting 
I've always known this to be one of your favorites on this album. I actually thought this may have been number one, which is interesting because this is one of the poppiest, in some ways, songs on this album. It's just... Yeah. It's just so pop, but I love Sometimes it. Sometimes I just I don't really know what <laughs> makes a certain song uh, hit me as Harmonies opposed to other on this ones. Song. I mean, the chorus is what makes this song incredible, and the chorus is at the very beginning. And Ryan Adams, who co-wrote this song, is harmonizing, and it's beautiful. The melody is so so good. It's so sticky, and it's I mean, not even just like this is the poppiest. It's poppy, but it's. I don't mean poppy in a derivative way. I mean poppy like this is the catchiest gum. thing this I've ever is heard. Bubblegum, syrupy, symphonic pop. Oh, speaking of symphonic, what takes it to the next level are these strings, strings I mean, and flugelhorn. Yeah, I thought it was French horn, but yeah. Oh man. It's it's so good. It's so lush. It's a perfect pop melody. I love that staying on... I, I'll, I'll keep saying this about some of his melodies, but staying on a certain note as the chords change. Girl. Marianne, oh. you're better than the world. I thought you meant... Took a lot of time. That kind I of thought thing. you meant when they hold... Oh, girl. so nice, so nice. But the right on this girl, I said And Marianne. even you sang it with that little twang. There's a slight, very slight twang yeah. that colors some of these songs so it's he'll, not just it'll a straight nev- ahead it'll never leave uh, yeah. leave him but ryan's harmonies are so nice so ryan also co-wrote the song there was this uh story that i heard adam uh tell not in person i wish but <laughs> he was basically saying that ryan adams came in he had you know this one lyric i think he had the chorus lyrics this is adam and adam had one verse lyric that said had a lot of girlfriends i should have known then with an n and Ryan heard it as, I should have known them. And Adam was like, oh, I like that a lot a better. better. version. <laughs> and I think they then kept uh, lyrically bouncing off each other line by line. And also Ryan, I think, wrote the bridge of this song as well. So it's very cool. cool I don't know a whole lot of yeah. Ryan Adams, but I love this song. So it makes me want to listen to more of him. This was the start of my love for major seventh chords, which is something that remains to this day explain for the listeners what that means if you can (laughs) oh god um so in a standard major chord you have the tonic note the third and the fifth and it's and if like a major chord is where you hit the which is the it's the same but a major seventh instead of that hitting that tonic note again it's the seventh, which is a half step down. So it's ba 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 instead of ba, and I love that in music. Mm. And this, the whole beginning of the song is It's three major seven. Which we, seventh I chords. love that intro. Me too. Yeah, you're right. Great, Phil. Yeah. You want to hear something cool about this song? The horns and strings were arranged by this guy Jerry Hay. Right, I read that. Did you read that? First of all, this guy's like a multiple Grammy winner. He did the horns and maybe other orchestrations on Thriller Whoa. and Toto's Rosanna, which I also love that song. Whoa, yeah. It's so crazy. <laughs> they got some big talent here, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were a big band, for sure. This is the most theatrical they have ever and will ever be, I think. I mean, they still you know, teeter on the edge at times, but still there's something about it that's addictive also very short song which yes. is nice because it's less than three minutes right? if 
things, yeah, if songs like this go on too long, it could get like, I, I call it like syrupy symphonic pop. So like too much sugar can get to be like... Which by the way, can, we didn't can, talk about perfect title of this album, Hard Candy. And the album cover is a tin of candies. And I literally feel like when I listen to this album, yeah. it's just like these sugar rushes of yes, sweet that's pop melodies. That's a great point. I never yeah. actually thought of it that way. Because yeah. I think Hard Candy is specifically, this is an album of like memories. It's all about memories uh-huh. and how memories are like Hard Candy. How are memories like Hard Candy? <laughs> <laughs> Go find an interview with Adam Duritz <laughs> and he'll tell you, I'm sure. I thought um, memories were films about ghosts, but maybe they I should. I guess there are a lot of different things. I, guess so. um, I love when he lands on the other perfect things we oh, I love go. the way he bends that. Yeah. I, oh, I love when he does. I mean, they do that throughout their music. These sort of like rubato, just kind Ooh. of like hold the band and then come back in. You know, it's on Good Night LA a lot. Um, oh, I know. But specifically <laughs> that also the did a lot of things right on this did a lot of things right on this did a lot of things right on this girl it's very nice it's yeah. it's, it's such a nice song i love the wizard of oz uh dorothy lyric of click your heels and count back yes. from three yeah it's just a fun again who knows who wrote that now that it's him and ryan right. together but still such really nice and special song and i don't know if they've ever played this live because are you how, serious i i don't think i've seen it i you know i go on set list fm sometimes yeah. and see like how many times i don't think they've ever played this one that's wild Did i you mean tell me they'd f- never played amy hit the atmosphere either so you who told me that maybe i might be wrong about that i'm not yeah. sure um yeah but I, it might be because it's so different for them it's so heavily orchestra related and horns and maybe they feel like they can't do it or maybe he can't sing it anymore i don't even think that's true i don't know does ryan adams play it probably not probably not i love this song yeah okay next let's talk about my number two pick that was not on adam's list at all this is good time for This is the third song on the album, and for me, it's like, finally, give me some of that somber, melancholic crows that I've been craving. After the one-two punch of Hard Candy and American Girls, which both songs I love. I do love both of those songs, but I wanted some of like the crows that I know and love, particularly. Um, But this is back with a twist. This is The (laughs) twist is, make it sexy. So sexy. So sexy. Wow. Oh my God, the wah pedal, I'll get into that. Yeah. But there's something, like the, it starts off with a super trippy stereo fading effect. Keyboard, it's, in your, it's some like, oh man, it's so cool. The verses are very spare, uh, sorry, very sparse rather. Yeah. Or I guess the same thing. Um, it's just Adam and this bass and light keys and hi-hat and this yeah. like, nice little guitar triplet. But then you get this beautiful banjo. That's the thing. Oh, what? Who man. mixes... R&B, wah guitar, and banjo. Counting Crows does. And they do it so well. It's so well done. I love the banjo on this recording. It's so good. It's so good. But again, the best part is this fucking wah pedal. Because when it goes... (laughs) 
I'm just, I just cream. <laughs> I just can't control myself. It is so sexy and so fucking good. There's those sexy things, but also those bow now, bow now, Yeah. And also, Tell them what it did today. I, I love I that. Stop it. Yes, it's the responses. Yes, it's the same call and response thing. Also, the version of this on New Amsterdam is also fantastic. Yes. I lo- he, he goes, goes higher, like a, like a higher yes. octave for the for the Wawa. I think oh, that's man. Emmy. Gotta love Emmy. Oh my god. Oh, I just love that. Even though I couldn't say up in the places that you've been. Oh man, it's so good. And then the ending of this song, the also the way he great, goes over and over with, "Hey little girl, I got a brand new set of wings." I love everything about the music there, and you hear that—is the mandolin or guitar? It's, so it's, sure. so the banjo comes back with this awesome part, and then you hear the wah guitar come back with. It's a really great outro that also bleeds in seamlessly. It's not just like here's a random big outro. It just kind of happens like the song just goes right into it. And I also love the I'm just another boy from Texas. Great melody. Very simple. More, uh, well, I say more. When he says brand new set of wings, it makes me think of Icarus, which mm-hmm. comes into play a lot on the next record. Um, one thing I'm upset about about this song is it fades out. I cannot believe how many... Oh, Hard Candy fades out. How many fucking fade-outs on this album? They really piss me off. I do not like fade-outs. I think just in general, especially when the band sounds so good, I want to hear them keep keep going or or end it on a nice note or something. So Something feels cheap about fading out to me. I wonder if that has anything to do with album length. I wonder if they wanted to keep all these hmm. songs on, but some of them actually just kept going and they needed to cut it down. You know what's funny? I read an, or I listened to an interview with John Mayer once hmm. who he had just put out a new song and it fades out. And I, the interviewer was like, my least favorite, like, why does it fade out? He's like, this part is so good. And John Mayer straight up said, I did that intentionally. I want to write songs. Sometimes I put little melodies at the end that only happen once or that fade out because I want people to want more. At I the end, love that. Which is such a smart thing. It, it is. It still kind of pisses me off. No, 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 no. But he's, but that's he's, he's a very true. smart guy. But yeah. So it, it happens with this song. I adore this song. You seem to love it. I don't know how you put Up All Night above this song. This song is beautiful and sexy and interesting and colorful. I don't oh, know. man. I don't know. This was one of the ones that could have been there. I don't yeah. know why it didn't. It's okay. Lyrically, this is just like two main verses, but I just think it's such a good depiction of like the hesitation of kind of like starting a fling with someone Mm. the gentleman collar in the blue suede shoes he don't know what to do he just wants to look good for you so he rushes in to tell you what he did today but he can't think of what to say i think you listen anyway Mm. you watch him as he stutters over what to say it's just a little game you play it's no easier for you some days you wish that you could tell him it'll be okay but you feel a little shy these days because everybody goes away and that is very structured every time you were saying that i just wanted to go (laughs) (laughs) that is very structured in terms of the rhymes and the melodies but even with that he can still write something super meaningful i love this song what a guy okay next we're going to talk about my number one song on this album that adam is rolling around his eyes i can't believe it uh this is good night la beautiful
can never get enough And what brings me down now Before I talk about how meaningful and how much I love this song, I just don't really understand your apparent disbelief or hatred for it. It's not hatred. It's not. I think the best part is, unless you don't want me to go into that. (laughs) Briefly mentioned. too late. (laughs) I love the melody and the chord that they hit on the, because the night is a beautiful, bright blue and gray. That chord change probably made it made it the number one song it's beautiful it's gorgeous me but it's not just even the chord it's the drums the way it's either brushes or it's a light symbol like well there's a there's a sizzle on the symbol sizzle there is something okay this song is so warm this is a beautiful it's a waltz just like amy hit the atmosphere it's spacious and warm adam's voice is perfect it does sound great there's these woozy guitar splashes. There's so good funny guitars for sure. Because this to me sounds like it could have been on this desert life. And that's what's also curious to me why you don't hmm. why you don't connect with it. This to me is so much of that what I was looking for. It's I wouldn't say it's experimental or psychedelic, but it's got that warmth and the colors of guitar splashes and My disbelief is more that other songs weren't higher. Okay. It's not about that I don't like the song cuz there is one or maybe two songs on this album that I don't really like that much. This isn't one of them. I remember getting into it late in the game in terms of my Counting Crows uh listening obsession. And any new Counting Crow song I got, I was like, oh, fuck yes. So I was like, and so there were all these great things. I, I do love the, there's a lot of nice guitar there going on. There are parts of this song where it feels like every band member is like trying to get in on the action. Like they're, they're like excited to come out with their little riff. Like and it sounds so exciting to me. It simmer. You call the, the, the symbol sizzling. Yeah. This song simmers to me. Something hmm. about it is just so warm and beautiful. There's these guitar bends and drum slashes, the perfect amount of reverb. There's so many little vocal melodies that I love. Noisily, not knowing why. Yeah. Oh my god. No, it's true. It's it's true. I mean, you know, a lot of times I I you know talk about songs and you're like, wow, I wish I could put that on. You're right. <laughs> Seeing you talk about it and like thinking back to the melodies and even what you just said about this desert life. You're right. It probably could have been on this desert life. It would have been produced a little bit differently. You're right. I wonder if that actually would have put it higher on my list for some reason. Something about the verse melody doesn't too simple do much for me and even the pre-chorus but i don't mind the dark is like good i like the little organ but it's really that settling in just like this desert life they change it every time whereas in this one so the second or the second part so i put my head on the ground man i love the melotron comes back those guitars are, <laughs> are very this desert life. Amazing. And when he's just wailing on what brings me down, oh my God. Oh my God. This the song is perfect. And then the ending is masterful. I can't describe how good Those the endings builds. everything. Just listen to this. I can never 
fucking love this song. I think this, to me, also was not always a favorite of mine. And I think in this re-listening, I just, it clicked with me. It's just, also, I think the production is stunning on it. There's just hmm. something, this and Good Time were my two favorite al- songs in this album, despite me loving the pop, produ- you know, popness of this album, are the two s- slower, sexy, yeah. kind of different, they don't sound like Hard Candy and American Girls. So, anyway, I, I-, I adore this song. Okay, and finally, let's talk about Adam's number one song on this album, my number five, Carriage. Surprise, surprise, another pair of lips and eyes, and that is the consequence of actually feeling it was all inside of you. It was all inside of you. This song reminds me of Conventioneers by Bare Naked Ladies. Do you hear the similarities? It is so warm, and in terms of the shuffly kind of groove going it's, it's on. It's the shuffle. That's what you're... It's not just that. It's the very warm bass as well. And they're both about sort of sexual encounters, yes, honestly. True. So I don't know if there's... Anyway, I just I, I thought of that recently when I, I heard that. this song. But double-picked guitars is everything the the orchestration of the song it's nothing it's nothing like crazy in terms of things coming in and out and in and out but speak of in and out and in and out (laughs) (laughs) um the acoustic guitars the warm bass and brushes yeah i love ben's beat because it feels even like above brushes i can't explain it i don't even know how to make it sound that fluid it sounds so good warm is the best way i can describe that's how i describe the chorus too yeah i mean and there's trumpet in this song and the trumpet is such a nice touch and so different for them. Obviously, there's flugelhorns on Butterfly in Reverse, but this works so well as an added element. And it's like the whole song is about literally the theme of the song. The lyrics are about someone that Adam was in a relationship with, and then they broke up, and then they basically got back together for one night, and then she got pregnant. And did you not know this? No. And she, they decided to have the baby and then she had a miscarriage. That's why it's called carriage. Oh my God. Yeah. It's insane. I hope that puts another level on the song to you, for you. I did not know that. But I hear the trumpet as like this crying baby. Oh my God. As part of the song. You are taking this to the next level No, it's really. You got to give it up to Andre Don Carter. This is. Some, all of his melodies are beautiful, and especially they, uh, the way that they go over the last chorus that Adam sings. It's just so well done. I love the melody on every inch of the song. And I know I've been talking about staying on a certain note as the chords change. This is the best example of that. If anything, you should have been a better thing mm. over all these chords, and it's so nice, and he sings it so sweetly. The guitars, just when you were singing that, yeah. just reminded me that, yes, there's dual guitars, but they're in two different yes. ears, so it's bi- binaural, mm-hmm. and that, in your brain, it just covers you in this warm, acoustic wash of guitars. Yes, and, and I think this is really one of the first times you hear that dual acoustic guitar 
thing, which is there's one later, but this is the first time. Yes, right. No, there, well, there's there's a bunch um, in the future for, for Counting Crows, but I think it's a really special thing, especially when they're playing different things and they all hit the right notes. It all intersects very well. Um, I love the way he sings. Surprise, surprise! Another pair of lips and eyes, but that. It's out of the key. It's not like on an hmm. album that is very melodically sound, if that's what I mean. It's it's just very melodic, yeah. yeah, and structured. It's very out, and it's really nice, and it works very well with the lyrics at it's that nice point. nice to hear him doing his emotional yes, bends again. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the song, it has one of my favorite solos ever, and I, I really need you to hear this. On acoustic guitar, which you don't really hear that much. Do you know? Is that Dan? Do you I know think who it's plays Immer, it? Immer, oh. Immy, Immer Gluck. Because there's something about him you can hear. He beats the shit out of his acoustic guitars. He plucks so hard. And if you listen, it's he's just like... It's the coolest solo. It, is, it feels like multiple guitars still at the end. There. I think Dan is still playing the okay. part, and Emmy is now playing the solo, and it's so nice. And I will say this is the only song where the fade out makes sense to me, because I don't know. It's something lush, and you're sort of disappearing in this mm-hmm. haze of guitars. That you're is right. the only one that doesn't many, bother me. How many uh, fade outs it's, there are it, in this it, album? It bothers it's crazy. Me, yeah. um, Not this one though. But lyrically, I just, I have to. Now, keeping that in mind of what I was talking about before, if anything, it should have been a better thing from underneath you staring at the ceiling. I still just love the way he talks about sex. All this solitude is my confidence eroding. Ugh, shit. (laughs) So good. So we slide inside of someone's mouth and someone's eyes until there's the sound of something intimate exploding. It's somehow the most visceral or not visceral detailed yeah. but also no, beautiful but visceral sexual lyric that i've heard i mean yeah. there's something that's really sweet about it yeah weirdly yes i even w- using the word exploding yeah i know i know nice. it's, well and there's in a later album there's a lyric that is splashing passion yeah, very, <laughs> we'll talk about it it's very interesting i wish i was anesthetized and sterilized and then you wouldn't have this evidence congealing this evidence congealing you wouldn't be pregnant it's the song is like a, i said nouns and verbs that you will never see together yeah. evidence congealing is brilliant i just it's he's painting a great picture of what it must be like to hear the news that this person that you were intimate with is going to have a baby, the decision to ha- to have that baby together and like thinking that it's a beautiful thing, but also like, I wish that this wasn't happening. I wish you didn't have this evidence congealing. And then I get surprise, surprise, another pair of lips and eyes. And that is the consequence of actually feeling that's such a dark look on just like, look what can happen. You're yeah. just trying to have a good time with this person that you feel close to. And there's a baby. And this is what can happen. And every, the first two choruses are, it's all inside of you. It's all inside of you. Literally, it's all inside of you. It was all inside of you is how he ends the last chorus. It's this 
song is so well done on every single level. I stand by it being number one. It's a beautiful song. Okay, now that we've finished up our top fives, hopefully you're not as mad at me anymore. Um, <laughs> let's go through some of the songs we didn't pick. So we talked about the intro and title track, Hard Candy. That goes directly into American Girls, the first single. This is the poppiest song they've ever written, I would say. Accidentally in Love. But they're all from no, the same... No. no, really? The production on this, the way the vocals sound... There's something about this that feels like it was made for the radio. Hmm. And again, I love this song. This is so catchy. I, I really do too. So great. Immediately lush and strummy. The drums on this song. Oh my God, Ben. You made this song amazing. You yeah. really did. And there's fun keyboard sounds everywhere. Yeah. I will say the chorus, not great. No, I agree. And th- that's the part that's the most you know, when poppy. I say poppy, like mainstream, it's just kind of strummy, a little bit like Miami further in the album. It's yeah. just kind of... Oh, the of, chord progression is... Dun, dun, it's just kind of a boring bah, chorus. Bah. Um, but luckily, holy shit, the drum fill, the drum fills and guitars that come out of some of these choruses on the yeah. back end, just listen to this. I'm going through my closets, trying on her clothes almost every day. Those are one of my favorite parts of the entire record. I, I, yes, I, I cannot agree. get over how good Ben's drumming fills out of the chorus sound and then those delicate swirling guitars. I love oh, my that God. guitar line. I know you and I for years have gushed over that guitar it's, line. It's There's something so, so amazing about it. Yeah. Cheryl Crow is on this song. Cheryl Crow and the Crows. Exactly. She's She's got really nice backgrounds, honestly. Uh, her pre- vocals are too produced. Her specifically, it's almost like she's doubled on top of herself and there's a layer of sheen on it. Something sounds she wrong. Du- she doubles herself on top of herself. Just, I think that's one of the... It also, to me, it's like putting Sheryl Crow on here. To me, this feels like a push for radio ubiquity that they weren't getting on the last album. That's what it feels like to me. So I think with this, they did it without Cheryl. This wasn't conceived with like, okay, let's do a song with Cheryl. They wrote the song, they recorded it, and I think there was this feeling of something's missing. Something is not working. So they got Cheryl on it, and she came in. Why didn't they bring Vanessa Carlton in? No, 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 no. Naughty, naughty. You know what I love? There's the lyric that he goes... I think it's little shiver shaking me every day. I always hear it as little Cheryl shaking me every day. <laughs> That's I'd like to think it's what he's singing. I like in the bridge where the bridge is very weird. I can't tell if it works with the song or not. It's kind of like, it's not rappy, but it's very different for them yeah. in a weird way. I like when uh, she goes on top of him production wise. Wait, what are you considering the bridge? Little shiver shaking me every day, oh, okay. but I could get the same rapping. thing anyway. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not rapping. It's just, I don't know. It's weird. Um, but I like when she goes, she said, come back again tonight. And Cheryl said, for a might, second. I might, I might. But for a second, Cheryl's on top of him. He's like very low in the mix just for that word. Mm. I don't know. That's kind of cool. I love the part that goes, she took almost everything from me. Yes. And then this melody. I'm going through my closets, trying on her clothes. I'm literally clutching my chest and my heart as I'm saying this. Because that part, that, that part specifically, the melody, same Ben Phil, same guitar part, that's the best moment of the song for sure. I find... 
The American girls. Oh, American Boo. girls. Oh, oh, oh. So oh, bad. So lame. Yeah. It's really very it's lame. lame. I'm sorry. But <laughs> I love the, you made me cry. That's and so. And the guitar is like. Yeah. But Adam, and he's just like, you made me cry. Yeah, yeah, made. He's just like, it feels, it's a simple, you made me cry. But like. But he's taking it to the next level. Yeah. And it just feels honest and bare. Um I specifically love melodically and lyrically. Lyrically, I love the, she had something breakable just under her skin. She's nothing but porcelain underneath her skin. There's nothing but pills and ashes under my skin. I love all of those for the pre-choruses, but specifically the last, there's nothing but pills and ashes with his own harmony, harmony. but oh, a lower so harmony. Yeah. It's really well done. And I know we both have talked about this, but the line, I'm going through my closets, trying on her clothes almost every day. I love that lyric. It's I know. so, I don't know. I love it's it. It's a great way of just being like, oh, I want to, I just still want to be attached to this be girl a part in of you. some way. Yeah. Um, also the line in the chorus, it's American girls, all weather and noise, playing the changes for all the boys. That's a great way of just saying you know, going about, you know, doing the same thing for everyone. Because, you know, like playing the changes in music is Ooh. just like going through like this progression over and over oh, and I over like again. I love that phrase. I love yeah, that. That's nice. Um, yeah. Good song, honestly. Parts that are kind you of... You know it was in a Coca-Cola commercial? I did. And I know that Counting Crows got a lot of flack for that. From their fans? Fans, yeah. yeah. They thought that they were selling out. Even and I think be- Adam- Even before they put it in the Coke commercial, it kind of felt like... I get that yeah sentiment yeah and i think adam was just like i'm sorry you guys feel that way i kind of like (laughs) coca-cola he's like i didn't think it would be that big a deal um again this song is great so much fun to listen to those parts that we talked about are are endlessly beautiful and perfect yeah after american girls we go into good time if i could give all my love good night la butterfly in reverse see this is the thing the first half of this record is almost flawless to me hmm. i mean even though we just talked about what we didn't like about american girls it's just like hit after hit after hit pop melody after melody <laughs> after melody i'm just like god damn they I write mean, good songs he succeeded yeah they succeeded and then you hit miami so miami is honestly the only song on this album that feels out of place I don't, this is I don't necessarily hate it. I just mm, This is the it. main song I would get rid of on this album. It just sounds so basic. It yeah. really sounds basic to me. The verses just drudge along. The best part is the outro. Yeah. Honestly. Um, Let's go shut, shut it down. In New Orleans. Yeah, the chords are just plotting. It's just such yeah. a plotting, chugging. I will say that like... I wish that this weather would never leave is pretty, but it just doesn't sound like them. This doesn't sound like he wrote it, which is weird. I agree. To me, the honestly. melody sounds like someone else wrote this song. And yet they play this a lot live. This is like we one heard of their it favorite their show songs to play, Yeah, which is unfortunate. This was the second single. Really? Yeah. There's castanets, which is kind of <laughs> cool. It's just different for them. I think what I also like is there's this ominous ending for such a poppy kind of catchy song, it descends like, let's go shut it down, down. And it descends into this like, me, <laughs> it's like, where did that come from? But I am reaching. I'm reaching for things to like in yeah, the song. I always skip this song, to be honest. Yeah, you should do. 
Next, we get New Frontier. And I will say, this to me used to be just as skippable as Miami. Really? Yeah. This totally grew on me. This is a cool song. This is such a cool sound for them. Yeah. Like, very different. The the sound is just so strange and fun. And like I don't even know how to describe it. new wave. Yes. Kind don't of. Know. Yeah, I love that synth sound. And it's it's very kinetic. Um, the chorus is still kind of nothing to that's me. That's so funny. The chorus is, is like one of the best parts what? to me. Because it's so different. I love that melody and the... First of all, it goes back to clicks again and, you know, High yes. Life, they had that. And I love, uh, you know me... No, 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 From the outside of everything to the inside of you. It's a very cool, like it all sucks away into that chorus. Mm. The second verse has so much swagger to it. Pure as the loam and on paper, I walk in the streets of It's very cool. Um, There's colorful keyboard sounds and riffing all over this thing. Again, super fun song. I don't think it's essential. No, I also, I like that, again, they're trying new production things. Like, he he doubles himself, which he never does, on, I got a line on the new frontier. It's like, <laughs> he sings it higher. But <laughs> I just, I like that they're trying new things. There's something that I enjoy about that. There's this fun little thing at the beginning, come on, children, mind the gap. <laughs> which supposedly is what they say, or maybe this is what they said, I don't know if they still do, before getting on whatever the main train line in london London. is and this is all about him being in london um it's it's related to that uh i'm at the end of a new frontier here at the edge of a flat earth ending i'm getting off to get lost in the air at the end of the world where the light is bending that goes right back to one of those run-on yeah great great. just ways of, of saying things from there we spoke about the beautiful carriage and black and blue and then we get to why should you come when i call this was also a late discovery for me and i also like this song parts of it i don't love but there's something as a whole that feels good it's very i love the orchestration it's very beatlesy like sergeant pepper yeah well the intro is very i i it's so funny this intro specifically is and i always heard that and i would skip it I don't know why. You didn't like the, the intro. intro. I always used to listen to music that way. If, if I wasn't grabbed in the first two <laughs> seconds, I How would just move on. How many songs out there? I know. But you got to give it a chance because it feels really good. Charlie's got these cool, like, sweepy organ things throughout the entire song. I love... Yeah, those sustains and slides. There's oh, a lot man. of good like walk Like in St. Robinson's. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of good walk downs, um, quarterly, where he's got great melodies. But I just don't understand. And why should you come when I call? I never say nothing at all. I love that part. But the ba ba da da ba ba da feels like like a children's. It's song. not. I'm not really a fan of it. And yeah. they do something similar to that in a song off their most recent album, which we'll talk about, which I also don't love. It also does not have the best bridge. Uh, he says this one thing at the end. He's like, I feel nice. And sometimes I like when Adam is like very simple in what he says, but sometimes <laughs> his lyrics are just like, he'll say something like that. And I'm like, just like kindness bangs a gong. I'm just like, no, I don't jive <laughs> with that. 99% of the time he hits, but yes. once in a while he misses for you. But if you think about it, anyone you think about is better love than me. Great. I love the outro. He riffs the outro so of the song. well in the outro. Why do I come? Why Why do I, come? I will say he ripped that melody from I Wish I Was a Girl, which kind of bothers me. 
Which part? What I see, oh, I what? believe. Yeah, yeah, so he yeah. does that again. A little distracting, but I still like the way it sounds. I love the, why do I go when I go? Yeah, it's uh, fun. It's, it's a fun song. <laughs> After that, we spoke about Up All Night, and then we get the closing song and the fifth single and a popular song of theirs. They end every show since this album came out with this song, Holiday in Spain. So is this song one of their most famous songs? Aside no. from them, I don't really know. I don't think so. I don't know how huh. many people know this song. I also didn't know it was a single. I can guess that. But something that I actually wanted to say about this is I figured it would be more famous. It oh. sounds like a classic just, song. I'm saying this from my pool of maybe some friends who don't know the band who know this song or something like oh, that. Oh, well, that's, but, I mean, that's a good indicator, I guess. So something interesting about this song, it was originally written, Adam had all the same lyrics that he has on this one. It was originally written as a four-chord up-tempo rock song. What? And he I want to hear that. And he threw it away. I guess the melody wasn't catchy enough. I'm not exactly sure. But after the album was finished, Hard Candy was actually the last quote-unquote song that they wrote for the album, even though it's the first one that, that shows up. I think he wanted another one or... Oh, here's something we didn't actually talk about. While they were recording this album, they also recorded an album of covers, which is interesting because they eventually actually recorded an album that they released as one of their studio albums. But I did know that a lot of the B-sides from Hard Candy were covers. Exactly. So that's what I mean. They were recording this a lot, like around the same time. So anyway, back to what I was saying. While they were, I think, recording some of these covers, Adam was flipping through some like a lyric book that he had of like his own lyrics. He found Holiday in Spain. He had no idea how the music went, how the melody went, but he had the lyrics. So he then just like sat down at a piano and it turned from this up-tempo rock song that it was at one point wow. to this much more somber ballad. And it's interesting because I think the lyrics work really well with the music. Uh, I don't know how well they would have worked or how well they did I, yeah, work. I want to hear that version. With the up-tempo one, I don't think there's any recording of it, so you might never. But this is a nice song. It feels very classic in that progression. I prefer this to A Long December. I know you Get don't. Get the fuck out of here. What are you yeah, saying? I don't know. This is so much more cliche. Na, 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 na. Come on. No, it's, it's not. Incorrect. There are better... I like the melodies and variation of melodies that he does in this song and the orchestration touches. And I think this is a great song. And usually I think it's a good song. Really? There's not much that I can pick out, which does not mean that it's not a good song. It's just very, it feels like a song. It feels like a classic. It feels like a song. <laughs> it feels like a classic song, but nothing like incredibly special. She's my angel. She's my little bed. I love that melody so much. And there's these like, dueling guitar riffs at the end of the chorus there's meow, meow, meow. oh man i, I like the way this. he sings a couple of bananas and a bottle of booze yeah he's just got this swoozy it's not even a word kind of way of <laughs> singing to it and then these like at the end this shimmering symbol just like opens up this chorus for the last time these beautiful oh, yeah. background vocals there's mandolin there's mm -hmm. guitar i do love the mandolin i think this is i think it's great there's a cool piccolo snare that he uses Ooh. which is this like very high-pitched snare and that's the thing that you're hearing there which i like again i like these little they're still experimenting it's it's not this desert life but they're still experimenting with different types of production and ways that they can sound as a band 
I like that last little Hawaii luau chord <laughs> that they do. I think it's kind of fun. It's a nice way to end this. Um, no, the song's good. There's some nice melodies. It's just, it never, I don't usually listen to this, honestly, a whole really? lot anymore. Yeah. Oh, I like this song. Lyrically, we got airplane rides. We got California drowning out the window side. Great way of saying that you're either going into California or leaving California. Mm. I love that. Drowning out the window side. Hop on my choo-choo. I'll be your engine driver in a bunny suit. If you dress me up in pink and white, we may be just a little fuzzy about it later tonight. That's sort of calling attention to this radio show that Adam and Emmy used to put on. I don't know at what point this was, where... Adam was dressed up as a bunny and Emmy was dressed up as a devil and they were the devil and the bunny. So it's just sort of for Counting Crows fans, it's a fun little um, Easter egg, so to speak. It was unintentional, but I'm just hilarious. Um, everybody's gone. They left the television screaming that the radio's on. Also very cool. That's cool. And that's how they end the album. For some albums, on later releases, they add a Big Yellow Taxi, but Josh and I will talk about that. Yeah, and that was a huge hit for them. Later. Oh, yeah. Huge. That's probably one of the first, honestly, nah, one of the first that you songs. heard? Yeah. I mean, it's one yeah. of their biggest songs. So like, if I wasn't looking for Counting Crows, I would, I would have heard that. And I, yeah. I heard, or I read rather, that they originally had It Still is a Bonus Track, but without Vanessa Carlton. I have not been able to locate... A version without her. Yeah, so I'm happy to talk about this now. They 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 recorded this version. I'm sure it was part of you know those covers that they were doing. They oh. recorded it. If you ever hear them play the song live, it has a very uh, similar feel to "Hanging Around." It's very bouncy and that kind of thing, and it feels very acoustic. And that I believe is what they recorded. The version that we all know very well was a remix done by Ron Fair, whoever that is. <laughs> you know what? I, I said American Girls may be the poppiest thing they've ever done. Big Yellow Taxi might be, just in terms of the production, the but production I didn't realize crazy poppy. that it was a remix. And that you got Vanessa Carlton singing ooh bop bop. Very well done. <laughs> but it's so interesting. I would love to see the session where he took this swung song of theirs and turned it straight because it's not swung. Uh-huh. And the beat is so like... If you listen to it and you know Counting Crows, you're like, what is this? And it's very much, it is a remix. It's, we'll talk about it more when we talk about their B-sides and, and non-album uh, tracks, but it's a good song. <laughs> <laughs> so that was their fourth album, Hard Candy. Pretty poppy collection of songs, but so many goddamn great melodies. Still a lot of great orchestrations that I love. Colorful moments, instruments, palettes. I still really love this album, despite it being a little too long, some clunkers, and a couple a little overproduced parts, but still, great record. Thanks for listening to Top 5 Disco, part four in our in-depth discussion, dissection, debate, and analysis of Counting Crow's entire discography. Now that we've discussed the band's fourth album, Hard Candy, tune in next week where we explore their dynamic concept album, Saturday Nights and Sunday Mornings. But before that, we want to know your thoughts, your opinions, and your personal top fives for Counting Crows. What are your top five favorite songs on Hard Candy and why? Did their further foray into pop melodies pan out? Or was the Hard Candy too sticky sweet? Reach out and let us know. You can support us and help Top 5 Disco grow simply by subscribing to this podcast so you can get the new episodes as soon as they come out. 
And you can find and follow us on Facebook and Twitter and now Instagram for behind-the-scenes goodies and an easy way to connect. Also, don't forget to tell your music-loving friends and family all about us. Thank you so much again for listening. Tune in next time. And remember, it's really all disco. What are you doing? How are you missing the three best songs in this album? What What's your three and two? Uh, Hard Candy Hard and Good candy. Time. Well, good Time, I understand. Hard, come on. Are you shitting me? No. <laughs> <sighs> I had no idea.